Touchdown Locked On Gulls. The point streak went to eight games, and Alex Lamoge is giving us the best, the best, the best, the best of him. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Goals Thursday. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering minor league hockey for over a decade. Thank you so much for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. Um, I'm on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. All right, let's get right into it. Today is Goals Thursday. We talk about the San Diego Goals, the minor leagues every week. That's usually on Thursdays. And the reason it's on Thursdays is because there's really never any Goals games on Thursdays. That's why I've chosen this day to talk about the Goals generally. And we're going to have some fun with this one today because the Goals have been on a bit of a streak. For those of you that have listened every Thursday, San Diego has had a point streak of seven consecutive games, and this went into last or into this week's games rather, where the goals they had to face their interdivision rivals, two of them, not just two of them, the top two teams in the division. Their rivals, their biggest rivals, the Ontario Reign, and their other rivals, the Stockton Heat. So these were two massive games on their schedule. And I said, if they even win one of those games, this is a good sign for a possible playoff run. And you know what happened on Saturday? Well, a lot of good things happened on Saturday. First off, I got to give props to everybody at Pachanga Arena on Saturday that played nothing but Foo Fighters songs all pretty much all night long. That I loved seeing. And... I'll just bring this up. This, of course, comes uh, off the news that Taylor Hawkins had passed away down in South America. So the Foo Fighters, they're not playing any concerts right now. So people at Pachanga said, hey, you know what? We're just going to play a whole bunch of Foo Fighters songs and see who catches it. And you know what? I enjoyed the heck out of that. But I noticed that a lot of teams are doing this. I know the Rain did it the following day. The Goals did it. A lot of teams have done this. So props to you. For playing a whole bunch of Foo Fighters songs before the game. But my biggest my biggest props for before the game happened with all the San Diego fans that showed up super early on Saturday. Why did they show up early? If you listened to last Thursday's podcast, the my main man, Alex Limoges, who, by the way, if the Limoges family is listening right now, Alex is doing an amazing job. Y'all have got to be super, super proud of Alex. So to the Limoges family that's probably listening, you should be super proud. What I loved was all the Gulls fans that came out. And one of those fans, Audrey Stratton, who usually comes to the road games. There was a lot of fans. I know Jeff, uh, Mr. Bush was there. Audrey, like there was a whole ton of Gulls fans that I recognized on the video. And right before the game... Right as the players came out for warmups, there was a couple dozen fans that threw all their hats onto the ice during pregame as the players were coming out. And the reason for that was because I did mention on last week's podcast that Limoges did get the hat trick last Wednesday. And what happened was the hat trick came so quickly that there was only a couple hats on the ice. It just came kind of all of a sudden. And it took a lot of fans by surprise. I'll admit it took me by surprise too. I mean, I had like looked up and like, oh, 
crap, a third goal. And it took me a second to realize who it was. And it wasn't until I saw the replay. I'm like, oh, Limoges just got the Hattie. That's pretty awesome. So it took me more than a couple seconds to realize what had happened. And I guess the same thing happened to the fans that were there that night. So what happened on the first game after is all the fans were out there tossing the hats onto the ice. And you could just see the look on his face. This was the hat trick that he frankly deserved. And there was just a lot of fans, all loyal fans too, all of them. And Limoges just kind of skates around, grabs a couple of hats with the stick. And it takes him a second to realize why this was happening and what was going on. So he gives a wave to the crowd. He's smiling. He's laughing, tapping his stick on the glass. You could tell he just enjoyed that. And you know how I know that this meant a lot to him and he fed off of that? Because guess what he did right away on that game against the Ontario Reign? He scored in the first period. Yeah, not even kidding. Alex Limoges, four consecutive periods with goals. So that made it, at the time, it made it 2-0. San Diego struck first and second and struck early. Lucas Elvin has scored his eighth. And then Alex Limoges, his 18th of the season. San Diego was just the aggressors early on. And then it was Ontario for most of the rest of the period. Shots were 12-4 in favor of Ontario. Akil Thomas did get a power play goal. By the way, Akil Thomas's first goal of the season, and I will give props where props is due. Akil Thomas has been battling injury. He had been a scratch numerous times for the Ontario Reign. So just from my perspective, it was good to see him get off the schneid and finally get his first goal of the season. So I'm proud of the kid. That made it 2-1. to one. But then after that, it was all San Diego. Now, granted, those shots by San Diego, they were pretty close in. A lot of Ontario's shots, they were coming from outside the home plate area. There was not a whole lot of high danger shots, except for that power play goal and a couple during that power play. That was it. After that, Ole Eriksson Ek was just not challenged as much, especially during the second period where the shots were just mostly outside. But there was a couple of good ones. Third period, it was it was the Ole Eriksson X show. Like second and third period, or really the whole game was the Ole Eriksson X show. I mean, he got 42 saves out of 43 shots. That was pretty ridiculous. So I will give all the props in the world to Ole Eriksson X. But huge props to the entire team. Hunter Drew scored, Bryce Kindop scored, and Jacob Pro. He extended his point streak. He, in fact, had two points on the Knights. He had a goal and an assist, and he wasn't even a star. I mean, I love that Ole Eriksson Ek was the first star of that game, and I love that Alex Limoges was the second star of that game. Jacob Larson getting the third star, two points. Okay, I mean, yeah, he play- he did play a good game. I'll give credit. Larson played a good game, but man, I would have loved to have seen Perot get that third star for San Diego. Nonetheless, they just poured it on the Ontario Reign. And this was an important game at the time because it leapfrogged the San Diego goals out of seventh place and into sixth in the division, meaning they would play the number three seed in that kind of first round play-in playoff round. So really good to see that kind of performance by the San Diego goals. I mean, this had everything. This had goals. This had a fight early on. This had the Alex Limoges hot streak. Jacob Perot, his streak continued. So, I mean, that was all incredible. 
And then you had just an amazing opportunity for the San Diego goals to just pour it on and pour it on and pour it on. They did, despite the fact that at one point shots were 23 to 6 in favor of the Ontario Reign. The quality of shots San Diego had was far better than the quality of shots Ontario had, and that's attributed to good goaltending. It's attributed to their defense. The defense was very good on this game, and I'll give credit once again. Jacob Larson had a very good game. Nicholas Bruyard, I thought he was good in this game. Trevor Carrick, he was good in this game also. And hey, Drew Hellison, the new kid, Drew Hellison, I thought he also had some good shifts on this particular game. By the way, that was his 21st birthday. So congrats to Drew Hellison. He almost got a goal in the second period. And it would have come off of a sweet feed from Jacob Pearl. But Drew Hellison, he just, just got stopped by Matthew Velalta. And it would have given the goals an even bigger lead. And I would have loved to have seen Hellison score there. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, sometimes those pucks just stay out. And Velalta just got enough of it. So, once again, final score, San Diego 5, Ontario 1. That was probably one of Ontario's... Not I No, it was not one of their worst games. Ontario's had worse games this season, but that one was not a good one. I would say that's more so one of San Diego's best games of the season. Everybody was involved. Everybody was involved defensively. There were high-quality danger chances from the San Diego goals. Oh, and we also had a non-goal call, by the way, where Hunter Drew pushed the puck just past the goal line, and from one view, it looked like that puck was in. But after a lengthy, lengthy review, the refs called no goal on that play. And from what I understand, it was the overhead view. The puck, part of the puck was still right on the line. Maybe another centimeter, and that would have gone completely over and it would have been another goal for San Diego. So it it could have easily, easily been 7-1. to one. It could have been 8-1. to one. But no, it's only 5-1. to one. Oh, darn. Uh, one more thing that I want to talk about before we head to break. I, I love Jacob Perot. I would love to see him get four or five games with the Ducks this season, but I understand why they wouldn't bring him up. He had excellent hustle on this game. When Ontario pulled their goalie, he picked TJ Tynan's pocket. And TJ Tynan, by the way, is not a slow guy. In fact, TJ Tynan is one of the fastest guys in the entire American Hockey League. TJ Tynan, by the way, one of the best point getters in this season. By the way, did you know TJ Tynan has 83 points this season? Let me repeat that. TJ Tynan leads the league with 83 points, and he leads the league by far with 70 assists. No one's going to catch him on assists. TJ Tynan is one of the best players in the AHL. He's one of the fastest guys in the AHL. For Jacob Perot to to have that kind of hustle and beat him on a play like that and pick his pocket for an empty net goal, yeah, I will give all the props in the world to Jacob Perot. He certainly deserves it. And also props to the crowd. It was a lively crowd. It was a loud crowd. I heard the chants. You guys were all out there. And it was freaking awesome. Loved it. So there you go. That was their 
eighth consecutive game with the points that extended the streak, and that put the goals in sixth place. All right, we're going to talk about the other game after this brief word from Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And Bet Online is where the game starts. And folks, it is March Madness for only one more weekend. We have the NCAA championships. Who's going to come out? Is it going to be Duke? Is it going to be North Carolina in that one? Is it going to be Kansas? Who knows? And also, don't forget the Frozen Four. You've got Minnesota. You've got Michigan. You got Minnesota. The Frozen Four is going to be amazing this year. So if you want to check out the site that has more props, odds, and lines than ever before, then head to Bet Online. Which, by the way, they also have some great lines on the NBA, the NHL. It's it's the best website to get all your odds. So once again, that is Bet Online, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, and that's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez, and I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit. So what happened was I had recorded most of a podcast, and it just got erased. The computer decided it wanted to restart at that particular time. Those of you that have that happen, you know, those things happen. But we're going to have a take three on parts two and three. So there you go. And I'm also going to peel back the curtain a little bit that I'm definitely in a bit more pain for those of you that follow me on my personal Twitter. Um, I I put why I'm in a bit of pain. Yeah, it, it hurts. It, it hurts. That's all I'm going to say. Which is why I'm not at the Ducks game tonight. So I know that there was a at least one of you that said like, hey, we'll meet at the next game. Yeah, uh, not happening tonight. So my apologies for that. Once you read what happened, you, you could understand. Yeah, I'm still in pain. I need a day off. All right. So we got to talk about Saturday's or sorry. Yeah, last week's game against the Stockton Heat where the goals finally lost seven to five, which ended their their point streak. But this is a very good Stockton Heat team. They're probably the best team in the American Hockey League. And they did score five goals on Adam Werner. Now, this wasn't the main goaltender for the Stockton Heat. Also, Stockton has been fortunate that they haven't had to deal with a whole lot of injuries this season. And to get five against their backup is not bad. Adam Werner has been, he's been okay this season. So the goals didn't have to see Dustin Wolf. Dustin Wolf has been probably the best goaltender in the American Hockey League this season. But even to get five on Stockton is still good. But Ole Eriksson Ek, he got five against him, and then there was a couple of empty net goals for the Stockton hit as well. So it was a really weird but very high octane game with a whole lot of shots coming from the Stockton Heat. The Heat are the type of team that really just pummels you with shots, and they shoot in volume. Now, we did see a one-to-one game after the first period. Alex Lamoge, he still keeps his streak going, 
In fact, he got one in the first and he got one in the power play in the third. That brings him up to 20 goals this season. That's quite good, actually, already with 20 goals. I like seeing that. I also like seeing Alex Lamoe start to get up there in points as far as the league is concerned. As far as the goals right now, I'll get to this as momentarily. But Limoges has probably been the best. No, he has been the best goal scorer for San Diego this season. And I think that's kind of debatable, but I've liked his game. I've liked the way his game has evolved. So really good to see that. Second period, it was pretty much all stocked. And they outshot San Diego 17-5. They scored not one, not two, but three goals and took a big lead going to the third period. Now, to San Diego's credit, they did come back a little bit. In fact, they came back to tie the game at four goals apiece on goals from Lucas Elvinus and Brent Gates Jr. So they did tie it up. But then you had Andy Wolinski score with about 11 minutes left. Then you had Luke Phillips score an empty netter with about a minute and a half left, making it 6-4. to four. Then the goals got on a power play thanks to a cross-check by Glenn Gaudin, pretty much right after Stockton had scored. And Limoges scored on that power play, making it 6-5. to five. And then with a few seconds left, Brian Freeze he scored on the empty net, and that makes the final score 7-5 to five in favor of the Stockton Heat. So the goals do lose a tough one, but it was a battle of backup goaltenders. Adam Warner, I thought, was adequate. Ole Eriksson-Eck, he had it tough. He just had it very tough the entire game. So what does that do for the standings? Well, here's what happens. The goals are technically still ahead of the Henderson Silver Knights. In fact, they're ahead of them by a point, thanks to Henderson's most recent loss. So as it stands, the Stockton Heat are still well in the first place. They're looking to lock up the division in a couple of weeks. Ontario squarely in second place. Colorado's in third, Bakersfield fourth, Abbotsford's five, San Diego six, and Henderson seven. The way the playoffs work this season in the AHL, the first team gets a bye. And then it's two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five. So as it stands, Bakersfield would play Abbotsford. The Ontario Reign would play the Henderson Silver Knights and San Diego would take on the Colorado Eagles. That could be an interesting matchup. That's a matchup that probably does not favor the goals all too much. Although you did have that amazing goalie goal by Lukas Dostal against Colorado earlier this season. And San Diego has done okay against Colorado, but Colorado does have the upper hand against the San Diego goals. They've won the majority of the matchups this season. So that could be a tough matchup for the goals. And Ontario would also be a tough match for the goals, especially now that the LA Kings are getting healthy and so are the Ontario Reign. With Ontario getting more healthy, they're going to be a tough out for anybody this year. So who does that leave? Well, Bakersfield is also right there. They could play Bakersfield. They're almost in third place. So really, anything could happen between now and the end of the season. But if there's any team that the goals would rather face, any team that I'd rather see, I'd rather see the Bakersfield Condors. They're a little bit tired. 
they've got a couple of guys out, so they've got some stuff they're dealing with as well. Plus, it would be nice to exact a little bit of revenge against Bakersfield after what had happened last season in that modified playoff. So still a lot riding, still a long way to go this season in the American Hockey League's Pacific Division. All right, coming up after the break, we are going to give some congratulations to the American Hockey League's Player of the Week. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked on Goals, which is part of Locked on Ducks, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez as we are concluding this Goals Thursday by giving some congratulations. And I think this guy deserves it wholeheartedly. But first, I just want to give some props to Jacob Perot, who once again has been quite amazing and has been on a run. He has scored at least one point in now seven consecutive games. And he has scored 18 points in his last 15 games. So the kid has been amazing. I cannot wait to see him in a Ducks uniform sooner rather than later. So I did talk about some of the goal stats that I wanted to bring up during this particular moment. And that's the fact that Alex Limoges is leading the team in goals. And I didn't think it was this much of a gap. But looking at it, Alex Limoges leads the team with 20 goals. Next on that list, Hunter Drew with 14, followed by Jacob Perot with 13 goals. As far as points leaders, Nicholas Bruyard, 37 points. Jacob Perot, 36. And finally, Alex Limoges, 32 points. Oh, by the way, Hunter Drew also has 32 points. So those are your points leaders for the San Diego goals. So at least they're kind of spreading the wealth around a little bit, at least. I mean, there's no big-time goal players like, I don't know, the Ontario Reign, where they have one guy with 33 goals, they have one guy with 83 points. I mean, that's still ridiculous that TJ Tynan has that many points. He could net a 100-point season, which is not exactly... It's it's not done that often in the American Hockey League. It's just not. And just looking back, the last time that we saw a 100-point season in the American Hockey League, you've got to go back a ways. In fact, you've got to go back all the way, and I'm just doing some quick research here as I'm looking for a 100-point season. It looks like it hasn't happened in a long time, in at least five seasons. So while I look this up, I'm going to give my congratulations right now to Alex Limoges, who was named the Player of the Week. You heard that right. He was the Player of the Week in the American Hockey League for the week ending March 27th. In four games last week, or in that week, he got seven goals and one assist. So yeah, eight points in four games. He is by far the Player of the Week. He was the only player that had more than five goals in that span across the entire AHL to have seven goals in that week. That's pretty amazing. And that includes the hat trick that he had on Wednesday night. By the way, his first professional hat trick, which included the game tying goal and the game winning goal when they beat the Roadrunners at San Diego. And then he had another game winning goal against the Ontario Reign. So he's just been on quite a run 
32 points in 50 games, his first full pro season. And he is quickly becoming one of my favorite players on this goals roster. He's climbing the charts as one of my favorite goals ever. That's saying a lot, folks. When you when you start to say like favorite goal ever, that's that's saying something. And there's been a lot of great goals players as well. I mean, he got a point in last year's playoffs. He's looked terrific this entire season. I've loved watching him play. And to see the progression that he's made. I mean, you want to talk about someone that went undrafted. He went to Penn State. He did well with the Nittany Lions. And now he's showing that, hey, y'all passing on the draft. Nobody drafted me. He came in on a tryout. He busted his butt to get onto the goals roster last season. And he busted his butt to make the playoff roster last year. And that was a team that was stacked with talent. And then he comes in this season and he's kind of taking the spotlight away a little bit from guys like Braden Tracy, Lukash Dostal, Jacob Perot. We got to give some more respect to Alex Limoges, who has just been incredible so far this season. Like I mentioned, last four games, he scored eight points. I'll go back even further. His last seven games, last seven games, he scored 12 points. Yeah, 12 points in seven games. This guy has been on a tear. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, this is me being completely biased, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's named a player of the month in the American Hockey League because this kid has been nothing short of amazing. And I would like to see it. I mean, I know there's a little bit of East Coast bias here, but I would assume that he's going to get some consideration for AHL player of the month. So once again, got to give some props where props is due to Alex Limoges, the Winchester, Virginia native. And once again, Limoges family, if you're listening, you've got to be super proud of him. I mean, all the goals fans are definitely proud of him. You saw their reaction with the hat trick. Everybody loves him. I mean, he's one of the most well-liked players in San Diego this season. And you just love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. So... As I talked about that, I was still doing some research. I'm going all the way back to the 2012 season. And the furthest back that I went was 2012. Chris Bork. So we're going way back. Chris Bork scored 93 points in 2012. After that, here's a familiar name. Patrick Maroon. He scored 74 points with the Syracuse Crunch. This is all the way back in 2012. So we're going back a full decade here. And I honestly cannot think of the last time that anyone scored 100 points. So I'll definitely do my own. Oh, there it is. 20, 2010. Alexander Giroux and Keith Acoin. Oh, that's right. That vaunted Hershey Bears offense. Okay, now that I think about it, yeah, that makes sense. I think that was when I was first covering minor league hockey was that 2010 season. I remember that Hershey Bears team. They were just stacked with a lot of talent. They were super good all around. So there you go. 2010, last time that someone scored 100 points in a regular season for the AHL. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. Once again, thank you for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, among others. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. 
And I want to point out, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And go ahead and make Locked On Los Angeles Kings your second listen of the day. And in fact, for tomorrow, make Locked On Ducks your first listen and make Locked On Kings your second listen of the day. That's all I'm going to say. Just make sure to tune into both podcasts tomorrow. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked On Goals, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks and gulls fly together. Fly together.